0: Broadway Sports Media. Hell yeah! Welcome to Football and Other F-Words, and this is the first edition under Broadway Sports Media, which I'll get to in just a moment, I'm joined today by my co-host and producer extraordinaire, Zach Lyons. Zach, good to have you, sir.
1: It's good to be here. I like the, uh, I think I'm going to put Producer Extraordinaire on my LinkedIn profile.
0: You need to be Producer Extraordinaire because when we started out, none of us could produce anything. So I'm very glad you figured it out because I sure should have not. Yeah, to be, to be fair, DJ
1: EJ <laughs> helped a lot. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've upgraded since then and we've had a lot of ups and downs. So, you yeah. know, maybe Spectacular Producer, not Producer Extraordinaire. Maybe we'll take it down a notch.
0: I'm, st- I'm sticking with the producer extraordinaire. Put it up, business cards, print it. Let's do it. Um, so as I, uh, as I mentioned, right there in the open, Broadway Sports Media, uh, it is a new venture that if any of you are lurking around on Twitter for the last couple of days, by the time you hear this, you have noticed that first off, we started tweeting what looked like random letters of the alphabet. And then obviously that all came together. And on Sunday night, we unveiled... Uh, that we have been in the midst of planning, putting together, and releasing a website called Broadway Sports Media. Our intention with this, obviously, football and other F words, is falling under Broadway Sports Media. This is a, a brainchild of of a combined group of, of gentlemen, uh, us included. And now you have it in front of you, and here it is. You know, obviously, our our intent is to give you what you love and want out of Nashville sports but we feel like we're filling a gap in Nashville's local Nashville sports media with Broadway sports that you're not getting anywhere else a complete comprehensive group of writers, podcasts, film review that we feel like you're not going to get anywhere else. So we're very, very excited to present this to you all. We're excited that this is the first episode of Football into the Air Force that you're hearing under Broadway Sports Media. We've got a lot to bring you. This podcast is not going to change, though. It's going to be the same format. The beauty of it is that we're going to have access to bigger and better interviews, coming, you know, players, you name it. So really looking forward to this. Zach, what do you want to throw in there?
1: Well, let me just drop, drop some knowledge. It took 16 people to get this off the ground. Can you, <laughs> I don't think people understand that that's 16 people with a unified vision that want to see this succeed. And this has been in talks. It's been one of those things like, you know, you're drinking with your buddies and you know, you look at them and you go, we should buy a bar. Let's buy a bar together. And yeah. then, it, then nothing ever happens, right? Yeah. So this is that. This is our buy a bar, because it's something that we've talked about off and on. And anytime that we brought it up, it was, you know, certain people in, inside the group may have brought up that, well, will people want to pay for content? Well, do they really want film analysis? Do they really want film clips? Do they really want to be educated? Even people outside of our group have always said, there's not a market for film analysis. There's not a market for this. Well, I think coach Mack has proved as one as, and Baldy breakdowns and others, but specifically coach Mack that this, this market is in dire need of this education and of this kind of smarter analysis that is going to provide you, you as an audience member, a chance to collaborate, to be a part and build a community. And that's our big thing. Our, our big thing here really is that not only are we here to, you know, cover the Titans, cover the Predators, cover Nashville soccer club. We're working on stuff like Vanderbilt. We are working on, um, did I say Nashville soccer club? You you
0: literally started with it.
1: (laughs) Wow. I went went (laughs) soccer first. Uh, Uh, we may, and we're going to have pop culture. We're going to have a little WWE. I'm sneaking that in. Nobody really knows and nobody can stop. I'm in for
0: it. (laughs) I'm in for WWE.
1: But you know, we're, we're going to do all kinds of stuff. We're, we're, we're in the process. I mean, we just started, right. But this is something that we've been, it took a pandemic for this to really happen. If if (laughs) it it, it probably wasn't for COVID and most of us not having, uh, that, that, crucial period where there wasn't any nine to five jobs and everybody's working from home. This may never got off the ground, but it's off the ground, baby. We're here. It's been, we've been working on this since March, February, somewhere around there.
0: Since February. And I actually, I I I almost kind of chuckled last uh, last night as we're recording this, it's on a Monday. Uh, obviously last night being Sunday, the 19th, we were up pretty late I finally – I had to get off the call at about 11, and I know it went much later than that of just running tests behind the scenes, trying to make sure everything was perfect. You know, obviously still had a few hiccups the first day. But but at the same time, I mean, a lot of work went into this from a lot of different people. And at the end of the day, we kind of, as a group, got tired of watching fans complain about the same thing that we complained about, that the national sports media seems to view – Nashville as a black hole that deserves no attention. So we want to fill that gap. And that's exactly what we're here to do. If the national media is not going to pay attention, then fine. We'll go out there, we'll get the content, we're going to bring it to you. And we're going to bring it to you in a manner that we know and understand which is so unique about the city of Nashville is that it's you hear it from tourists when they show up to Nashville. We didn't even realize the city was anything like this. The sports market is the exact same way here. There's a very I would say, very passionate group of, of hardcore sports fans in Nashville that is completely overlooked in a regional and national basis. So that's what we're here to do. Zach said it very well. We have a lot of other avenues of content we want to get into. The the pop culture stuff as it starts to develop is something – listening to this podcast, I know you all have know that that's a route we want to go. So absolutely, we're here to do it. We're happy to have you on board. But the football never efforts – Other F words that you know and love, it's not going anywhere. It's just going to be the same way it is.
1: Yeah, we're not fucking changing. We don't have to change (laughs) a damn thing.
0: We are not fucking changing.
1: Yeah, we're not changing. And, you know, there's other podcasts that are there. We have Second and Victory, which is a well known Titans podcast. Uh, Titans Film Room, Justin Graver and Justin Mello, they've taken, they left Titans Brawl in the dust. And they've started something a lot better called Music City Audible, which is a killer logo, by the way. Very good logo. Yes,
0: very much so.
1: And then um, we also have the Home Run Throwback, which is now, which was, or is hosted by Jimmy Morris, is out right now with a Mike Keith interview that is can't miss. I mean, Mike Keith, right there, Home Run Throwback. It's not on Apple Podcasts yet. A couple of people got a little lazy about putting up, you know, waiting until the last minute to get their podcast submitted. So, <laughs> probably in the next day or so, you'll see it on Apple Podcasts. Then we also have Coach's Corner with uh, Ryan Watson and Jonathan Boren. You may know them fo- formerly from uh, Taking It to the House. This was before I was, uh, I think, way before we were a podcast, that I, this is the first time I realized that that was an actual podcast. What's good about this one is that they're both former uh, coaches. Ryan's former offensive line coach. And then Boren is a former defensive backs coach. And they're going to be going into that kind of X's and O's. What do the Titans need to do? What do they see from a coaching perspective? So it's a totally different kind of podcast that we have on the network. And then we will have Sunday night roundtable. But – The thing I'm most proud of, besides, obviously, football and other efforts and starting a whole sports website that will eventually take over the world, um, is that we have something called The Flex. And The Flex is a fantasy football podcast. And that's how we got our start here, was doing fantasy football, just for our fantasy league. But The Flex is a fantasy football podcast, has three episodes already out right now. So those are on iTunes, those are on Spotify, rate, review, subscribe. It's very football and other F-words-esque, except for I'm somehow more drunk on that fantasy football podcast in the middle of the week on a Wednesday than I am even on our podcast anymore. So, very good content. I can I can assure you that's very good content. I give great advice, I just don't take my own advice. So that means I will end up drafting a Denver Broncos running back at some point during this fantasy year. That being said, written content. I'm writing fantasy articles. We got Mike is doing his all 22. We got Superhorn doing his other half of the all 22. We got players like Isaiah Mack and Christian Fulton and um, Khalif Raymond and Adam Humphreys and so on and so on and so on coming and do film studies with uh, Justin Graver and Justin Mello. We got John Glennon. The John Glennon writing articles about the Predators, about Nashville Soccer Club, about the Titans. And his work is, is just as fantastic as it was over on The Athletic. And right now it's all of this stuff, all this stuff. Podcasts, videos, articles, $5. $5. It's live now. It's live now. It's $5, live $5 now. until s- Sunday at midnight. Mo- next Monday, Monday the 27th, it will go up to $7. So right now, it's $5 a month, or if you pay $50 up front, that gets you the full year. So two months free. You get two months free, technically, because it's $50 a month, for $50 a year, and you're locked into that price for life. So it's always going to be $50 a year. It's always going to be $5 a month. Lock in your price now. BroadwaySportsMedia.com
0: today they looking. I can't. I can't go to it from there. I'm not gonna add to that promo. You just, <laughs> you just dropped the mic like it was the end of an infomercial. There's a little timer. And wow! Had, it hit nine seconds. You had to get that last. I really like. You did a good job. You even threw in yeah. free shipping at the
1: end. I did. You know, free <laughs> shipping, and if you do it today, you get a this n- nice uh, scarf. We'll throw in a scarf
0: throw in a scarf so let's let's move on and talk a little bit about derrick henry obviously if you got to tune into the a to z sports podcast we did with buck rising you got to see zach's glorious reaction to derrick henry's uh contract with a. Uh, was that beer you were drinking out of a champagne flute? Yeah, it wasn't
1: the champagne of beers. I w- really wish I would have got Miller High Life at that point. If I was thinking on all cylinders.
0: It's okay. I- you know. I'll forgive you. I mean, it's an exciting moment. Your prediction came true exactly how you laid it out, even though I was fully prepared to give you some hell ridicule for it. Ridicule for it. But, <clears throat> excuse me. So, it, Mike has an article up um, on Broadway Sports that goes into why the analytic nerds are wrong about Derrick Henry. And where we're going with this is that if you're any sort of football fan, you've seen all over social media that anyone who stacks, tracks just stats thinks that signing Derrick Henry and running backs in general is a complete mistake. And I want to throw it to you at that, Zach. Why are they completely wrong? Well, you
1: know that this is the same old football, other F-words, and this will be the same old I will call you out on Twitter. I'm ready. At IKingCarnage Carnage has all off season, doesn't matter if what anybody posts will pop into the mentions and say, You never pay a running back, never pay a running back, blah blah blah. And once the con even after before the contract numbers were released, he was already saying, well, this is stupid. You don't pay running backs. You don't pay running backs. I mean, just all the time. It's the most annoying thing in the world. And sure enough, he sure did shut his lips when – and put those Twitter fingers away once he found out the numbers because the numbers are, are just so good. It's, they're, they're such good numbers. If you were going to tag them twice, which is what I, King Carnage had constantly said – you would have paid uh, roughly around twenty two point four million dollars, and now we're just paying twenty five point five. So it's really a couple million dollars more guaranteed. He gets all of that up front as a player. That's good for him because he gets all that money right at the beginning. It's good for us because we spread out all that money across four years, and it's an easy contract to get out of. and It's inexpensive. Exactly what we had all talked about all off seasons that it was going to be a good deal. It was going to get done, and it wasn't going to be that bad. And then. The analytic nerds just want to say that you can't win if you pay a running back. Well, you know, other teams just lose because of not the running back contract. It's not like they're not putting up 21 points because they decided to spend $14 million on J- David Johnson. They're not scoring points because their offense sucks. Their coaching sucks as a whole. Their offensive line sucks. I mean, get get with it. It's not... I think that's the disconnect I have with these nerds is that they say that teams that pay a running back don't win. Well, it's not because of the running back contract. It's not like you get docked points and everybody forgets how to play football on the rest of the team if you pay Todd Gurley, you know, such, such money. You know what sucked about Todd Gurley getting that contract? is At first, they did it way too early. That was the stupid part of it, but second, last year – Something was screwy up in the the L.A. Rams with how they handled Todd Gurley, and they can blame it on the injury all they want or, say, his bone-on-bone knees, but their offensive line sucked last year, and they still are signing high-priced free agents or trading for Jalen Ramsey. It's not – a running back contract as a whole does not prevent you from making moves as a free agent. And
0: I'm glad you you brought up Todd Gurley because – if, if you want to try to start with, look at the situation with Todd Gurley, just from a money standpoint, you can't even compare because wasn't Todd Gurley like a $20 million dead cap for the Rams for when they released him? Whereas if Henry after year two, it's what, six?
1: Yeah, after, after year two complete, it's $6 million.
0: So the, the comparison from, from just a, the financial standpoint doesn't add up. If someone wants to come at you and talk about Derrick Henry's contribution to the passing game, what do you say?
1: Well, this is what I say, is that we're not built that way. It doesn't matter what his contribution to the passing game is, and he's not getting paid like a passing down uh, running back. He's still paid less than Ezekiel Elliott. He's still paid less than CMC. Hell, the Houston Texans are paying uh, David Johnson $14 million this year. You know what we're paying Derrick Henry this year? Six. Like... It, he's not getting paid like he is a third-down running back. He can. He can catch the ball, and he can block. We saw him do both, and we saw him take screen passes to the house, but he's not getting paid to do that, and that's okay. It's totally okay, and l- let me tell you why. We're not Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. We're not going to be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. We're not going to be uh, the L.A. Rams offense or anything like that. We are – going to be bigger than every other defense out there. Our offense is going to bully. And this is what we're going to do, and we're paying the guy that helps to bully. And we're paying Derrick Henry. This is just who we are and what we are. The linebackers in today's leagues, hell, you can even look at Jam Brown, who's the smallest guy anyway. But the, the linebackers in today's leagues are basically your safeties from the early 2000s. They're small and everything. And as the defenses get shorter or smaller and but supposedly faster still doesn't matter because once Derrick Henry hits that 20 miles per hour like he's
0: prone to do ain't nobody gonna catch him from behind but Zach what about the fact that people say that Derrick Henry is only as good as his offensive line
1: well they're just idiots I mean I I think that the offensive line we got we to figure it out, and PFF got into it with Tehran Davenport earlier this uh, last week.
0: Like, multiple went, people from PFF yeah. were coming at Tehran like hornets.
1: Like, oh, you're not giving enough credit to the offensive linemen. Like, I think it's all, and especially Tehran, of all people to come at like that, who is probably the smartest, um, I would say, artic- or smartest person covering the team right when it comes to x's and
0: o's i absolutely would say
1: he doesn't have to get anybody else to help him with x's and o's he knows x's and o's right so um i i feel like them coming after him because he didn't include the offensive line in his tweet first off there's only like a couple of you know 200 and something you know characters on twitter i mean but do we really as a society have to pat the offensive linemen on the back for doing their job
0: well, and Mike, and I hate that Mike's not here today to defend and discuss his article, which is available now, by the way, on broadwaysportsmedia.com, where he goes into, if you want to just pull the the whole comparison of Derrick Henry has to, you have to attribute some of Derrick Henry's success to the line. He makes, he makes a great point by saying, well, you know, former teammate Deion Lewis only managed 3.47 yards per attempt while Henry was notching 5.02. So, it, that's two backs behind the same line. I, I'm sorry, I like that argument there. Derrick Henry, at his size, his weight, his strength, I think at running back is one of those generational talents that if you have him in your prime and you have the ability to lock him in a contract, you do it. The Titans not only did that, they did it smartly. To where Henry gets benefit out of it financially and the Titans get benefit out of it by not breaking the bank, leaving money open for other free agents out there, hint, hint. And at the same time, it it gives the team flexibility where they're not dead in the water with a ton of money coming two years from now if the whole thing goes tits up. So I, I really, I'm like you, there are exceptions to the rule. And I know sometimes people want to roll their eyes when you, especially coming from a group of people that you know are Titans fans. If you want to roll your eyes and say we're just being homers, fine. But at the same time, there are exceptions to the rule, and Derrick Henry is that exception to the rule. This is not a Le'Veon Bell situation. This is not a Todd Gurley situation. This is one to where it's not going to cost the team a ton of money if Derrick Henry's performance does go the wrong direction. But look at that man and the way he runs. I I, I really think, you're going to see another great season out of him.
1: The, um, I think for the most part that there there is no bad side to this contract unless he gets injured, right? I mean, because I don't think there's a chance that Derrick Henry is not going to be the same back that we saw. Does he have slow starts? Sure, he has slow starts. But wear and tear... As far as wear and tear is concerned, we're talking about a guy who for two and a half years was splitting carries with either DeMarco Murray or Deion Lewis. And we've really only seen now one officially full season from start to finish of Derrick Henry. And, you know, there's not a lot of wear and tear. And, you know, these PFF nerds are in such a tizzy over all of this. The f- Is the fact that, they're even trying to say that he has wear and tear on his body from missed tackles. What? Well, he's not getting tackled. <laughs> that's not wear and tear if you're not getting tackled. That's not wear and tear. That's that's the 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 hoops and the loops that they're talking themselves into trying to make this a bad deal. It's just when you look at the numbers it's not a bad deal. It's just completely A really good deal. And, you know, I wrote about more in depth on the article or about the contract in the article, what it means for 2020, what it means for 2021, what it says about John Robinson. So on broadwaysportsmedia.com. Please go there and get you a subscription for currently 50% off $5 a month. So, in Sunday, broadwaysportsmedia.com. So, if we're really being realistic, this is all about the strength of the offense and we have Ryan Tannehill we have Derrick Henry they are the two pillars of the uh, our offense and they're back and that's all you that's all you can want from this team was to bring back the two most important cogs that feed off each other right it's not just Ryan Tannehill Uh, Ryan Tannehill didn't just make Derrick Henry good we saw it with Derrick Henry last year with a uh, half-paralyzed Marcus under center. He was still running crazy in December. We, we've seen Tannehill now, whether Henry's in the game or not, still score points. They feed off each other. And they're both back.
0: Uh, what more could you want? I mean, as a Titans fan, I don't know what more you could want. I, I, I agree that this is just one of those moments where you can't afford to not pay Henry here. And the, t- the team got it done smartly. It just, I mean, it really is just another tip of the cap to, to John Robinson. J Rob knows what he's doing. He's going to direct this ship in the correct direction. And, and I'm pleased to see it. Very pleased to see it. I, Yeah. So uh, that's, that's our thoughts on Henry. I mean, am I missing anything here? Is there, is there any more little digs that you've got to get in there before we move on?
1: I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, we're just we're just you know, basically, Hey, to to do some synergy with Broadway Sports, we're the new Broadway bullies. Uh, <laughs> I I just everything everything runs off. Even if Derrick Henry isn't catching the ball on pass plays, he matters. He matters in play action pass plays. That's how Ryan Tannehill was so good. Was all the play action that we did and he still is going to command people in the box. So really, in all honesty, even when he's not getting the ball, he's still an important piece of the pass plays working for this, for this offense.
0: Well, and I want to go back to the last point you had made about <clears throat> excuse me, analytic nerds. I'll use pro football focus as a prime example here. I don't understand the end game of not paying running back slash not paying Derrick Henry and correct me if I'm wrong here, if you don't pay Henry and he walks after next season and or walks after this season, enters free agency, where does it put the Titans? I don't understand where people are getting that entering free agency looking for a running back is going to pan out any better financially or from a play standpoint, better in the favor of the Titans than what the Titans just currently secured Derrick Henry at not to mention you're bringing in a, run, a running back who now has to learn your system and learn the locker room and get with the team karma, get with the team chi and start following in those footsteps. What are you, what are you going to do there? I, that's, it's, it's so easy to sit back and say, well, you just go back into the open market and find something that works because of running backs and you're not supposed to pay them a lot of money. I think financially, that's a dumb choice especially when you've got Henry already on the roster and he wants to make a deal. Clearly he did because we got it done. But you're just going to enter free agency, grab a running back like that, like it's going to work out. Talk to me at the end of the year after Atlanta gets done with Todd Gurley and tell me how that one-year contract worked out. Yeah, I'm picking and choosing. I know Gurley's obviously got something going on there, but come talk to me as a Jets fan what Le'Veon Bell did for you. It's just not that easy to just go grab a running back off the open market and act like it's just going to work out pay Henry, pay him smartly, move on. That's exactly what the Titans have done here.
1: You you pay your stars. I've always been a big believer is you pay your homegrown stars. He's a homegrown star. He wanted to be here. You want him here. And he is an upper echelon running back. And we're paying him like like we should. He's at the lower end of a top five contract. I don't see anything wrong with uh, doing this, and I think that people who say you could just go find any running back, well, you know, we had one. We signed a free agent running back. His name was Deion Lewis. (laughs) I'm allergic to Deion Lewis, apparently.
0: Um, He said Deion Lewis and immediately, immediately made a face like he wasn't going to be able to handle it and sneezed.
1: And, you know, he didn't work out. And he was in two different offensive systems behind that same great offensive line, like we talked about earlier, and he didn't pan out. You know, there's going to be running backs on the market. There's going to be Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon. I know the UT fans really want Alvin Kamara here because Tennessee and all this crap. But there's a good chance that Kamara is going to command CMC money more than he's going to command Derrick Henry
0: money. Right.
1: And, you know, you just got to think about it in this way. Is Joe Mixon going to do what Derrick Henry does behind this offensive line, like you said? Does Dalvin Cook, who's trying to hold out for more money than what Derrick Henry's got right now, just settled for, who he's holding out, and he's a free agent next year, is he really going to be worth more money than Derrick Henry? I think I think it just makes good economic sense, and it makes it's very much good common sense to
0: have done this with Henry. So you know me well enough to know my thoughts on Leonard Fournette and it's absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I stuck with him way too long in fantasy football but every time I see you know sports writers start listing off a list of free agent running backs are going to be available I I know you got to throw him in there because he's going to be a free agent but Leonard Fournette I mean, has he done something at Jacksonville that I missed? Did he play an entire season, balls out of something I missed? Like, why is this man being listed in short lists with people like Kamara? And even I, at this point, I would say Joe Mixon. I, I don't understand what Fournette has done on the field.
1: Uh, he's not going to, he hasn't really done that great. In my opinion, he had that one really good season, and that seems to be the whole thing of the Jags, that they only have one good season in their storied history, I feel like, in the, at least of the last 10 to 20 years. Um, and, and everybody clings that he's something good. Let me tell you something. You know, Leonard Fournette is not going to be good unless he goes to somewhere with a killer offensive line like – um the Cowboys or maybe even the Steelers, he's just not that good. And he wasn't that good in college. And that's why I don't get him and Derrick Henry. Uh, oh, it was the Titans New Orleans Saints game was the Saint where uh, Marcus threw that thrilling last pass back in yes. the no, 2015. Yes, yes. 2015. 15. And Anthony Fasano caught it over in the end zone. We were in New Orleans, and that same weekend, LSU was playing Alabama. And uh, most of the people in my family and people I was with are Alabama fans. And that was the weekend that the Alabama defense had Leonard Fournette go for like 30-something yards. Against good teams, he's not very good because he's a a one-move runner. And let me say something. I would pay Derrick Henry $30 million a year before I paid Leonard Fournette to come on this team. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love it and you'll get no argument from me out of that because I just again I am discounting the one good season that Fournette had but I just it really bothers me whenever I see people tweet out a short list of here's the the running backs are going to be available as if you know like here's the top tier quality free agents that you're going to get and I always saw it get tweeted out when people were like well this is the reason why you let Henry go because coming up these are going to be your free agents Fournette. Versus Henry, give me a break. I would stop watching the Titans if they let Henry go and sign Fournette.
1: That's not a good argument. That list is not a good argument as to why you shouldn't sign Derrick Henry, but it is a good argument as to why Derrick Henry should sign with you. Right,
0: right. Um, so I want to I want to move on to um, we were putting our list together to make the show. Obviously, the NFL and the NFLPA have been trying to reach an agreement. It really started to kind of come to a boil when players started tweeting out, tweeting out over the weekend. Hashtag We want to play, but a lot of star players were making some some really really good points about. actually, as much as I hate to admit it because it kind of drives me nuts, J.J. Watt put out a pretty good list of here's what we know and here's what we don't know. And some of the stuff that players don't know is things that you would want to know from your employer before you go back to work. Um, The way you had titled this was, has the NFL dropped the ball worse than the MLB? And I was asking you right before the show, did you want to keep that title? You said yes. So I kind of want to hear it. Why? And let's get into the agreement that they reached.
1: Basically, the NFL, essentially, you know, the MLB starts, I think, this week, right? So, it's been a few weeks since we dropped that podcast where we railed on the MLB for (laughs) messing this (laughs) up, Which I stand
0: by. Yeah,
1: still stand by it. But really, we should be railing the NFL, too, because already training camp has started for the Kansas City Chiefs and Houston Texans. And you've had all this time since COVID has started up until now to get this done. You're basically the father of a child who has to go to Walgreens to get your Halloween costume for your child. And it's basically a paper bag and you have to put it together. And then you forgot, oh shit, I got to get trick-or-treaters some candy too. Oh, Almond Joys is all that is left. And so now you're the parent handing out Almond Joys to all the kids in the fucking neighborhood, right? And mints. And mints. So there is no reason for this to prolong the all the players really want is a no preseason games which nobody gives a fuck about preseason anyway and b daily testing I mean that's a no brainer why is the NFL trying not to do daily tests if we've looked at anything and here here's why I think they have failed maybe not as spectacularly public as the MLB negotiations works so those were very contentious contentious. Contentious? Contentious. Yes. Okay. Um <laughs> those, those were contentious rough. contentious? Uh
0: contentious go- like a shrimp. No, I'm thinking of crustacean. Crystal. Move on.
1: Okay. Uh but they were very at each other's throats. And here I think the of the NFL PA, well the players, I won't say NFL PA because I think demora Smith is a fucking moron. Uh, the players I think handled it really well showing unison and being pretty much like, Hey, this is all we really want. Right. We will worry about the economics later. And we know that all that we just really want daily testing to, you know, make sure our family's okay and stuff. And they got the opt out. They're doing the daily test, but it shouldn't have taken this long. Like this is something that should just been done. I don't get why the NFL was just being so hard-headed and stubborn about the daily test Because when you look at the NBA and the NHL, um, the NBA today announced that they had zero positive tests out of 346 players that were tested. That's impressive. The NHL announced even better numbers. They only had two positive tests out of 800 players that were tested. Incredible. As I've said before, I really don't think that this demographic of players really has anything to worry about with COVID, but I want people to feel safe, right? We talked about it last week about the mask. If you want to wear, you should buy. If someone asks you to wear a mask, just put on the fucking mask, right? Right, right. Just common courtesy. And if these players want to protect their families and want to do this or that, sure, they have other means to do it, right? So if there wasn't daily testing, buy a hotel or get an airbnb a bunch of you guys get an airbnb together or something and stay away from your family right i know that's cold i know that's cold-hearted and logical but there are other ways if you want to play that you could go about it that's all i'm saying uh and then but here we are we got the daily testing the protocols make sense they keep everybody safe and everybody can go to work and if you opt out you can still opt out you get paid but you won't get uh, if you're trying to opt out out of non-COVID-related reasons, like if you're in the middle of contract negotiations, you want to hold out. AKA David Cook. David Cook can't use the opt out to um, mask that, so he can't do any contract negotiations while he's opted out. And he can be traded, but he can he can't come. Once you opt out, you're out. You can't come back. So they got their opt out. It's a little strict, but they got their yeah. opt out.
0: Well, I I will say, and and my argument on this is is semantics, I'm completely splitting hairs, but the only reason why I don't think the NFL screwed up as bad as as baseball is two reasons. A, baseball made an ass out of themselves multiple times by releasing statements like, we're close to a deal, and up, we don't think a deal is possible, and up, we're concerned that we may not even play baseball this year. So, at no point, maybe a little bit to the detriment of the NFL, did they ever give any indication that they're not playing football. Something I said on our last podcast vehemently is that the NFL hell or high water is going to find a way to play football. But I kind of feel like that what I was saying, <clears throat> excuse me, may have been too much of in in the mindset of some people in the front office of the NFL because, like you said, they were all of. A, how do you let this get to the eleventh hour? I think it was. Um, The college football subreddit of Reddit, their Twitter feed, which if you don't follow is quite funny, they had tweeted out today that the NFL was essentially that guy who's in the library on Adderall with 14 tabs open in Chrome working on a project that they've had all semester to get started on and now they're trying to figure it out. And that's exactly what happened. And plus, you should never let it get to the point where your star players are on Twitter shaming you into basic things. Like one of the things that JJ Watt tweeted out is, "We don't even know how often we're getting tested." Well, they obviously they've straightened that out today, but that's pretty damn embarrassing. You can't do that. But again, the only reason why I think that that the MLB screwed this up even worse is them coming out and making multiple statements that they didn't even know if they were going to be able to put a product on the field for a sport that is actively dying. And the NFL kind of got away with this a little bit because NFL fans, myself included, will consume just about anything they put on the field yeah. right now. It so. does not matter. I will does be there. It does not matter. It does not matter. But, yeah, I mean, come on. Shame on the NFL for taking this up that long. I'm, I'm glad that they were able to come to some sort of agreement up front, like you said, work out the financial implications later. But all signs are pointing to, like I've been saying, that we're going to be able to watch NFL this year. We'll we'll have a full season.
1: I mean, I think the numbers with NBA and the NHL just kind of solidify that if you're doing everything correctly, which it seems like the protocols, which are outlined at broadwaysportsmedia.com, $5 per month for life. Um, broadwaysportsmedia.com. And I've laid it out right there. I mean, they, they, if you come into contact with someone who has symptoms, if you have a positive test, uh, how they're handling the daily test testing, it's all, it's all plain. It's all simple. It's, it's common sense. And you know, I'm just so glad we still got the economics to work out. And I'm very excited to see what they work out and how it affects the salary cap. Cause I'm a nerd, but I think it's – I mean, we we got it. We got what we – as fans, if you're a fan of sports, today was a damn good day. The NFL, the NBA, the NHL. Baseball comes back this week, and I am actually very excited to watch baseball. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I've watched baseball, but I just need – I need sports of some sort when I go to a bar. Like, I need to be watching something. I'm tired of seeing – these random talking heads on these shows I've never seen before because they're trying to fill up airtime. I I need sports of some sort. I've gotten a little bit with the WWE. I've gotten a little bit with soccer, but I really need that one thing that we can all talk about as a community because nobody really wants to talk wrestling with me. Nobody really wants to talk (laughs) soccer with me. So, you know, fuck it. I'll talk some
0: baseball. (laughs) You know, I, it was cute in the first six weeks of, of us being confined and, and separating ourselves from everyone and not having sports of, oh, well, ESPN's putting on marble racing. Oh, that was kind of funny. You watch it one time and blah, blah, blah. Four months into this, I'm like you, I'm tired of it. I want some actual organized professional sports on the field. I'm tired of watching reruns of NFL games. I'm tired of watching reruns of NBA games. I'm about to become the biggest NBA hockey and baseball fan you've ever seen in your life. And I can't believe I'm admitting the baseball part because I've said on this podcast multiple times about how little I give a shit about baseball, but I'm about to become a pretty serious baseball fan. Mm-hmm. <clears I> Nashville's
1: <throat> getting a baseball team eventually. So,
0: yeah. I mean, might as well start learning some of these players' names and what they do. That's a good point. I, uh, As much as I, and we'll get into it in another podcast, as much as I don't really think the city needs to spend money on bringing baseball here at this point, screw it. Let's do it. Bring it in. Bring it in. And let me say this. I am
1: going to watch every Memphis Grizzlies game because Ja Morant is the fucking man, and he is the best rookie NBA player I've ever seen play the ball since Michael Jordan and LeBron James, obviously. And up. probably Kobe. Uh, yeah, Kobe. But I mean, he's like top five, maybe top 10. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of basketball. <laughs> anyway. John no Moran there?? You know John Moran is where it's at, and I am so fucking ready to watch him play. I love that while other NBA players are complaining about their airport mills inside their bubble hotel, and then one player is getting busted for getting uh, uh, going to get postmates across the line wherever the, the border. The uh, that John Morant's like, hey, fuck it doesn't matter what I eat, I'm just here to play games. Basically, is pretty much what he said. And I'm in, you got me, bud. I'm hook, line, sinker, a John Morant fan for life. I've been looking at this cool shirt that's a Vancouver Grizzly shirt with John Morant on the back, and I think I'm just gonna go ahead and buy it. It's time to bite the bullet, I'm gonna buy it, I'm gonna
0: buy it right now. So, before we wrap it up, I want to get into something that. I'm sure you saw floating around on Twitter today and it just kind of made me think about where we were this time last year. So here in a couple of weeks, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of Antonio Brown burning his feet off in a cryo chamber in France.
1: I almost forgot about Antonio and, Brown retiring and who,
0: who knew, would you, I know last year seems like a decade ago. It seems like that to me. Um, but would you have thought this time last year that Antonio Brown would – I mean, he essentially announced his retirement today is the lead I'm bearing here, which he also announced it last September, but that's neither here nor there. But it's all pointing to the fact that this man is never going to set foot on a field again. Would you have thought that this time last year? I mean, mean, we knew going into Hard Knocks it was going to be a bit of a shit show, but the fact that Antonio Brown was never going to catch a ball in the NFL again, well, that's not true. He did catch one or two passes, but –
1: I mean, it's crazy to think about. I I, I find it I know the stuff happened with his legal battles this offseason, so that probably prevented any team from really being interested. I don't think we've seen the last of Antonio Brown on an NFL football field catching passes. I don't I think I think I think give it another year. Yeah, remember Michael Vick went to jail for two years and he still got a chance when he got out. You know, give give Antonio Brown another quiet – give him a quiet year. If he has a quiet year, I think he'll be back.
0: I mean, okay, fair enough. You bring up a good point because he has been – let me see if I can say this I'll screw it up – quite quiet lately. But at the same time, you know, Michael Vick came back because he wanted it. Yeah. Does AB want it? I mean, it's that's almost impossible to to you know entertain the idea of whether or not he wants it or not just by looking into a man's Twitter feed and all this kind of stuff. But just yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, he had another music video drop, which somebody needs to tell the man that he can't rap. It's awful. It's all auto tune. It sounds like me rapping. Now, listen. Do you have notifications on for all of his rap videos? Maybe. No. (laughs) Yes. No, I don't. I just, I happened to come across it and I thought to myself, A, this man is still putting out rap videos and B, dude, do you want to play in the NFL or what's going on? But again, we are talking about AB. He could have said this on Twitter today just to get some more attention and you know, who knows, but it just kind of struck me today. Like I just never, ever really would have thought coming off Pittsburgh. I thought, I mean, you know, free agent. He's gonna go somewhere and do well. And then the Oakland thing happened. I just I thought he had several more years left in the league. Obviously, you're saying he's gonna hit the field again, but I mean, we're looking at the possibility that he's gonna come if he comes back into the league, he's gonna get a one, maybe two year shot. I thought he had a few years left in him and would end up on a team that might get him a Super Bowl ring.
1: Yeah, I I I will say this, and uh Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com posted up. Uh, Will he can't said he can't wait for the in the next five years of the uh, Hall of Fame debates on whether Antonio Brown gets in or not or is worthy of the Hall of Fame, as long as the world hasn't ended yet. And to me, Antonio Brown was great. He was fun to watch and everything. I don't know if he's Hall of Fame. I, I would have a hard time putting him in. I mean, at this point, it is the Hall of Very Good, but and it has and it has nothing to do. And Let me preface this. It has nothing to do with his off-field antics. For me, I just don't know if he did enough during his time here to warrant a Hall of Fame bust. I guess.
0: I mean, seven-time Pro Bowl first uh, was it four-time first-team All-Pro. Yes, I had to look those stats up. I don't know that shit <laughs> off the top of my head. But but at the same time, like I know what you mean. It's it's starting to turn into the Hall of you know very good. Um, he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, does he? He no. he was not. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, um, but he's he's thirty two. You know, that's yeah. he's he's getting up there in age. Let's say he takes another season off, I mean, he's going to be coming in. You know, thirty three. That old.
1: That just I Crazy to me.
0: Thirty three with two years of not playing worth of rust on him. I mean, any pro athlete, I say this like I know it, but, but any pro athlete will tell you, you can't take a couple of years off of your pro sport and come right back in and pick it up. You know, even... Well, even that's why,
1: that's what people think is going to happen when Kaepernick comes back is that they he's been gone five years. Right, oh, I, they think I, he's going to be
0: the, the guy when he comes back. But I know. understand from a social standpoint yeah. of why people can continue to talk about Kaepernick. I, I I completely support what he did, but I cannot subscribe to the Kaepernick would walk in and be a starter right now. I just say I can't. I, I can't have a hard
1: time that. thinking that Cam Newton right now is going to come in and take the job <laughs> away
0: from Jarrett Stidham. Because <laughs> he's bring up Cam Newton, you're sticking, you're sticking to. Please explain your Cam Newton. Like, when's he going to start?
1: I, I think he's going to start probably week four, week five, somewhere around there, if he even starts. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know if he's going to be ready to start an NFL game in the new system right away. I, I will concede the fact that he probably will eventually start. But don't sleep on Jared Stidham, buds. I'm telling you, this this coaching staff love Jared Stidham.
0: I think Belichick is going to sleep all on that man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think if, if they play a preseason game, he's going to start a couple of preseason games, but he's got Cam Newton on a one year. I think he's going to get everything he can out of Cam Newton till Cam takes one too many hits and his sternum explodes on the field because it's coming to that.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, he's basically got the, you know, he's him and Roethlisberger are shaming or sharing the same sternum at this point. I can't believe I got that out of my mouth without screwing it up, but, uh, yeah, I just, I feel like Cam Newton's shoulders are just ready to explode at any point. But uh, you know what? You, you're you are locked in your conviction. <laughs> that's not going to change. not going to start, and I love that. I'm almost tempted to make a bet with you, but I don't want to, because if you're right and I am wrong and I make a bet with you, I'm going to have to listen to that shit until the Super Bowl's over with, and I don't want to. So I'm just going to let you have it, and we're going to move on from it. Yeah. Uh...
1: You guys, uh, just let just want to let you guys know. Oh, that if boy. Jared Stidham starts that first game, oh, it's going to be like Derek Henry signing his contract all over again. Yeah, you're going to get a
0: what you're going to get on Broadway Sports Media is a rerun of an sports podcast that week because I'm not going to let him post a new one. Um, Zach, it's been fun. I think it's going to wrap it up for us.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a good inaugural. BroadwaySportsMedia.com. I agree. Episode. I wish agree.
0: Mike could have been here. I wish Mike could have been here. Don't know where he's at. Mike he could
1: be in Disneyland. We don't he know he could
0: be. You know, he could be. But why don't you take us out with a nice Broadway Sports Media promo and uh, we'll wrap it up.
1: BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Smarter analysis for smarter fans. And let me tell you this right here, ladies and gentlemen. It is $5 a month. That is 50% off the normal price. And that price ends... Sunday, midnight, Central Standard Time. Could be Pacific Time. We really haven't nailed down our time frame, our time zone yet. But $5 or $50 just right now, and you don't even have to worry about it until next year. I mean, how great is that? That's great. $50, that is a trip to the movies. And you can't even go to the movies right now. You can't see Tenant. They're not letting that thing air. We may never see tenant. Christopher Nolan may burn it all to the ground. We have no clue. So why not spend that $50 on this one-time payment until next year? Whoa, are you serious? I am serious. But thank you for asking. BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Get your, get your subscription today. That's broadwaysportsmedia.com, B-R-O-A-D-W-A-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S-M-E-D-I-A.com.
0: I had to literally watch you spell that as I read it in my browser over here, and that's impressive because I'm going to be honest with you, you can barely spell my name without <laughs> screwing it up. People, that is July 26th, Sunday, July 26th. So if you're catching this podcast anytime time this week, you have until the end of the day, Sunday, July 26th, to wrap it up and to lock yourself in. So please do it, it's a good deal. You like our content already, you're listening to it and and, and please come check us out. We, we would absolutely love to have your business and we're looking forward to uh, doing more of these. So that is gonna do it for Zach and I on Football and Other F-Words. If you liked the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, especially tell your friends and loved ones about our new website, broadwaysportsmedia.com. Football and Other F-Words is looking forward to continuing to put out content under this platform. We're always going to do our best to make sure it's as entertaining as possible. If you don't think it's entertaining, by all means, tell us. That's it. You've been effed.